You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Cleary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to the happy hour here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. I am Rico. That is Nathan. Nick yo, yo. is joining us from Memorial Stadium. Nicholas, you're going to have to unmute your mic, but how are you doing good, sir? Or are you on the tie line? No. Are you on the tie line? Hold on. He's on the tie line. Give me a second. Let me let me figure this out for you. You on the tie line? Okay, hold on. Hold on. Give me a second while I... Hold on. Hold the on. mastermind behind yeah. the board. Rico. Okay. Go ahead. Say something. Can you guys hear me? Mm, we can barely hear you. Yeah, why you're kind of quiet. Why can we barely hear you? Maybe that's on my end. There we go. How's that? Oh, that was there on your end. There you go. All right, so I just got to turn on my mic. Okay. So. I didn't know you were on the tile. I thought you were going to be on the stream, so I took well, Nate's uh, camera off, so he's on the other camera. Well, that's why I texted you, Rico, verbatim. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't look at that. I am on the tile line. Yeah, I don't, I don't look at your text messages. So, so I could have gone on the other camera? You know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna add you back onto the other camera since we don't yeah. have to have it. All right, I love that. That's why I was. That's why I was that. like, hey, it's gonna be easy hey, to join. Hey, Nick, how about you don't and you tell us about uh, that amazing game that you caught? Oh, look at that beautiful field. Look, look at the view. That. Gorgeous. That's where we're at today. Great office so. you got there, my guy. Yep, yep. This will, is where I'll be uh, parked for the next uh, about probably ten hours. How about you tell us about uh, that amazing game that you called last night? Uh, oh, the night. the kicker who got a scholarship offer, some Zane Flores talk. And also, I just want to say one thing before I let you go, and that uh, colleges offer scholarships to people who aren't going to be starters all the time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw that text message or that uh, text on the text line. Somebody saying not. you don't offer te- you don't offer scholarships to people who aren't going to be starters. Absolutely terrible take. And um, you get offered scholarships all the time. It's not like you offer a scholarship yeah. to a quarterback one year and then you wait four years before you offer yeah. another quarterback. You literally have no idea who is going to start at well, any point in time. Look at Stetson Bennett, my boy. Here, here's here's what I'll say. I mean, because I heard you guys at Zane Forrest's conversation, and I, and I was I was I agree with what you guys said. I, I would also argue this. I mean, when you look at the the recent quarterbacks that Nebraska has taken, decided to take, or on the flip side of it, not decided to take. Um, you, you have Cole Payton, Easton Stick, and Zane Flores are the three main ones, the three big names you guys hear normally. And I would I would argue, I mean, if Nebraska had a good track record in the recent years uh, with backup quarterbacks, I would say they are doing something okay, right? But now we've seen it for multiple seasons in a row on Saturdays for Husker football where the drop-off from the starting quarterback position to the any of the backups is – Big. I mean, there, there's just a massive drop off there, unfortunately. So, I, I mean, something's got to change. Um, yeah, I think it's okay to say this. Uh, previous staff, previous head coach, didn't speak one single word to Zane Flores. Um, however, one of I also would say this: one of Mickey's first things that he did on the job was call up Zane Flores and, and give credit to give credit to Zane for for staying true on his commitment um, to Oklahoma State. I mean. It, he is the Pokes' highest-rated commit, according to their 24-7 sports site. Um, he, he's their gem of the class. He is their guy. Um, and, and give credit to Mike Gundy and that staff over there down in Stillwater because they've been in on him since day one when Nebraska was not. And there, there's a very good chance um, that he is going to be running the offense for Oklahoma State here in a couple years. 
He's probably spiteful. I mean, I don't blame the kid. Well, if, if it were me, I'd be the same way. I'd be like, you know what, <laughs> well, Nebraska, would, you didn't would, offer me? Absolutely not. I'm going to come I, here. I, I I'm going say, to a school that this. plays Nebraska. Yeah, I there you go. This. I mean, I mean, how many times when we're having this conversation, guys, is it, or is it well, this is a program issue. This is not just a, a single coaching regime problem. This is an entire program issue that Nebraska has been unable to develop players and, and, and consistently. So if you're Zane Flores in this situation, you look at these recent years and you see that back before Scott Frost, you went out to the transfer portal, got a, your starting quarterback because you were unable to develop guys. Now you've done it with uh, Chubba Purdy and Casey Thompson. Like there, there has been and Logan Smothers wasn't really developed either. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you look at this track record, and if you're Zane Flores, who's who has a magnificent arm, guys. I, I told this to AD and Raf, and I think Rico was there this morning as well. The 54-yard pass that I saw and I witnessed in person last night where Flores took a shot right at his left knee and threw it perfectly in stride to Blake Moore that ended up setting up the go-ahead touchdown for, for Gretna in the final minutes of the, couple, uh, of the fourth quarter may, be, may have been the best throw that I've seen from a, from a high school quarterback. Considering the situation, considering the circumstance, and considering the pressure and the opponent, I mean, it, it is just a, a remarkable throw. And he's, he's a great talent, but... I mean, if you're him, you look at what Oklahoma State maybe has done with quarterbacks, and you have Spencer Sanders, who who was a, a top 20 quarterback in the country when healthy. Now he's been banged up, so that's why Oklahoma State's struggling so much. But Mike Gundy's the dude. Like, Mike Gundy is a good coach, and Oklahoma State is a top 25 program pretty much every single year. So you you see that, and, and if you're Zane Flores, you go, all right, do I go home or stay home, I should say, when at first they didn't really want me or should I go to somewhere that's won me for since day one and has a track record of, of not only winning but also developing quarterbacks? Just having some solid quarterback play year in and year out, Oklahoma State does so. Yeah, and I don't blame Zane Flores in the, in the slightest. If you're not getting talked to by the home state school, why would you, why why would would you, you go there? Why would you entertain uh, any yeah. home state school talk? But uh, yeah. somebody on the text line is that tiny pig on the text line is asking, can the Huskers change Zane Flores' mind with some NIL money? No. That's that. That ship has sailed. He is. He's I don't think Zane Flores is that type of type of guy either. I've had I've had two conversations with Zane Flores, and seems like a very down to earth kind of guy um, that just kind of loves the game. And you know, Nebraska's gonna have to figure it out. We'll see what happens with William Pop Watson. I, I wonder, Rico, you and I had this conversation this morning. I wonder what happens if Mark Whipple ends up not being the offensive coordinator going forward. I wonder what happens with William Pop Watson. Um, and you really wonder where Nebraska's quarterback room stands after this season because Casey Thompson today in the press conference um, w- was interesting and because he said something along the lines of like I'm excited about the future of this program and I and you know every I'm I'm, I'm going to be sad on Friday when the season's over because I'm going to want to want to come back and play some more ball and when he said that it almost sounded like he was going he was planning to return and it's a very weird feel around the uh, the press box and the press conference today and just because you kind of know that this uh, coaching search 70 some days in is coming to an end finally um, and, and now you're going to have to really recruit the roster Mickey Joseph said that today that he's going to wait till after the season to to start recruiting that roster that's that's an after the season issue well this is so this was uh, Mickey Joseph on uh, the conversations with Casey Thompson in his future I want I want you to listen to the end of this of, of this statement that he has no, we hadn't. The only thing Casey and I had talked about is um, this is him. He's going to graduate. He's going to get his master's in December, and I was congratulating him on that. But I, it's not going to be my decision about these kids' future. You know, they're going to make the decision. 
I mean, with their family. And Casey comes from a strong family, you know, family that understands the business, so they'll make the best decision. But I'm, I'm Casey's, Casey wants to stay here in University of Nebraska. Yeah, right there. Yeah, he does. I mean, there, there's no doubt about it. And I also saw this tweet earlier today from, from Mitch Sherman of The Athletic where he was like, Nebraska's been fortunate over the last five years or so to have quarterbacks and signal callers that represent Nebraska extremely well and extremely professional. Um, Adrian did so. And maybe not on the field, take the record part out of it. But Casey speaks very highly of Nebraska as a program, speaks very highly of Mickey Joseph. And it's a, like I said, it's a very weird feeling up here right now um, during the, the press conferences because a lot of people are asking questions about, hey, what what has Mickey Joseph learned? What has him being available done to, to help you and further your career, not only with Casey Thompson but also Colton Feast and, and Caleb Tanner as well? And it just kind of feels – Really weird that they. I mean, because they are they are fully bought into Mickey Joseph. They are they are fully bought into Mickey Joseph with every single thing they say. That's what Nathan and that, was saying earlier. And that just makes it. Right. That just makes it. it does I, sound guys, I, I'm going to be honest. Like, I, I'm not sure if Mickey's the right guy for the job. I, I don't. I don't know. That's that's a completely different conversation, I suppose. But it's going to be very weird, and it's a very delicate situation if Trev Alberts decides to go in a completely different direction, and Mickey Joseph is not here. It's going to be very interesting to see kind of how the mood changes around the program. Well, that's what's so interesting, too, is like you you mentioned Mickey Joseph speaking on behalf of Casey Thompson, and I'm assuming that uh, he probably spoke about a few other players as well, and I know he had talked about the senior ceremonies. There's going to be guys that walk that probably won't end up leaving all that. But Mickey Joseph, I think, is, is the X factor in that because when he talks yeah. about Casey Thompson wanting to stay at Nebraska – Yes, that is the case, but Casey Thompson's also played an entire season under Mickey Joseph. If Mickey Joseph leaves, what does that conversation look like? It could be, it could look completely uh-huh. different. So if he wants to play at Nebraska as it currently stands, there are so many dominoes that are going to fall within the next week, two weeks, month, that that very well could change. So I, I, well, I kind of take that with a grain of salt. And, and what's crazy, Nate, is I, I see where you're coming from. I would also add, I mean... There's been a couple of people that I've talked to where it's like, you know what, maybe it'd be best for the university if they just completely scrap everything mm. because you don't want to be holding on. And I don't I don't know where I stand on that. I truly don't know where my opinion is on I that. Don't I, mean, I've been, yeah, I, I don't agree with it. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that either, but I, I, I keep going back and forth. Like I see to a point where you want this foundational rebuild, but I believe that you still need pieces because you want to be able to be competitive starting next season, right? You might not expect a, a divisional championship next year in year one of whoever the head coach is, but you expect to be competitive because you're at a place like Nebraska no matter what. Well, so, also, and I, then, okay, I, hold on. Before we before we get into that, Byron texts in, new coach can bring in 30 to 40 guys. You don't want that. that so uh, you don't want that, first off. Secondly, there is no program in the country that has brought in 30 to 40 new <laughs> players if a coach happens to leave or a new coach happens to cut, that doesn't happen. Well, you don't bring I, in thirty to forty new guys. If you bring in fifteen guys, mm-hmm. that's a lot. I, I would. Also you can't bring guys, in thirty no. to forty and expect that to gel and work in the first mm-hmm. season. I would also add, guys. I mean, <laughs> NIL is not what everybody thinks it is. Okay, um, and and let's be honest with ourselves. How attractive of a place is Nebraska right now? How attractive That's what me is and Rico place. were talking about. And, and, and I, I mean, you know, I'm not. You need every portal. selling point. I, I'm, you I'm can not get. in the. I'm not in the portal. I'm, I don't know the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. But how attractive is Nebraska right now to a guy that might have options between Nebraska, Oklahoma, who is a six-win team right now with Brent Venables, and I don't know, throw in another seven and five, eight and four type of Michigan team. State, Kansas State. Yeah. 
Okay, perfect. Either one of those. So it's like how how much more attractive is Nebraska? Um, yes, you have selling points like the sellout streak. You have sellout sell or selling points like the facilities. But also, here's another thing, guys: is a year after Nebraska's facility is done, it won't be the, the the newest and the nicest. Why? Because there's always an arms race for the newest facilities in the country and the best facilities in the country. And somebody's already somebody's already starting to fundraise for a hundred and ninety million dollar facility. Like there's there's always going to be somebody that's trying to beat you out in terms of off-the-field stuff. So one thing you can dictate is on the field, and unfortunately for Nebraska, that selling point has not been there. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I don't know what to think. I, I just don't know if NI, I mean, when we bring in 15 to 20 to 25 guys through the transfer portal, number one, I don't know how well that sets you up for the future, um, sustainability-wise. Mm-hmm. And second of all, um, I, I don't think <laughs> – it's going to be as attractive as as maybe we would like to imagine, especially. And then you know you have the cliche response from fans of NIL. I, you're not Nebraska's not going to go through the transfer portal and offer 500 grand or you know 150 grand to every single player. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just not realistic. Well, and it's just not going to work. Well, also I, I don't really like the idea of just scrapping everything because how how do we really look at these past five years? I mean, when Scott Frost came here, didn't we kind of envision that as scrapping it and starting from starting from the beginning? And then you're going to tell the fan base you're going to do that again? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you, we, we just had five years of starting over, and, and where did that get you? Without a bowl game, well, without a record and- over 500, and you're telling me that we're going to go through another five years of that? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to have some type of foundation. I know the foundation isn't that strong right now, mm-hmm. but it, but it's something. I, I mean, we, we tried this starting from scratch, and that certainly didn't work out. And I just don't know if you can tell a fan base that's so loyal and has that dedication, and it is one of those selling points that – is so that Nebraska takes pride in. You're gonna tell me you can do that again? I, I just I don't know if I necessarily disagree with or agree with that. I want to get your guys' thoughts on this on the Starter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Dion says we are a blue blood like Alabama and deserve the kind of coach Alabama would hire. Oh. Nebraska is a blue blood like Alabama, but in the in the current status of college football, Nebraska is nowhere close to Alabama. If let, you bring up yeah, just to tell, a college if football, if gets yeah. fired or retired, Alabama is the best job in all. Of yeah, college just football. look at just the fact that Wisconsin is listed higher as a as a destination than Nebraska should tell you everything that you need to know about where Nebraska currently mm, sits come on, man. in the in the field of college come football. On. If you ask a regular college football watcher who's not a fan of Nebraska and you know is a fan of whatever school, if it, just a fan of like a group of five school. If you ask them, you know, out of all the blue bloods, you know, does Nebraska does, is Nebraska up there with uh, with an Alabama and Ohio State and Michigan? They're not. Let me They're ask not you, up there Let me anymore. ask you this, guys. Uh, this is all I'll ask you. If you're a head coach right now and you could choose between going to Alabama or Nebraska, which are you going to choose? It's it's just simple, seems like pretty easy. It, it seems like a pretty easy decision to me. And unfortunately, we're at the time now. I think Rico, you bring up a good point. If you're a head coach right now, and say Wisconsin moves on from Jim Leonard and they don't choose him, you're you're in the coaching carousel right now, and you have to choose between Wisconsin or Nebraska. Which one do you choose? See, I think that's interesting. Actually, I think that's it's a discussion conversation between Wisconsin and Nebraska. Um, because you have to think about the changing landscape in college football, and when divisions are scrapped, mm, I think things I think things change, and I think um, I think that plays a big part into why Wisconsin decided to fire Paul Christ. 
I, I truly I'd probably do. agree with Looking that. Looking forward to the future. I'd probably, was still, I'd probably I, agree with that. A, I still, I, agree with that. I, I, I still don't agree with that move, and I, I think that they might have done it a little too early if that's what they're doing. Well, no, um, I, I, see, but, I think they did it right on time, Rico, because that you need to get a new guy in there so that when Big Ten Conference does scrap divisions in two years, you have a guy in place and you kind of have at least one recruiting class ready to go. I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. It was I weird. Think I, mean, gonna I think do Jim that, Leonard's their guy well, no matter if, what. If you do that, if you were truly thinking that, then you do that at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Because because you've got Jim Leonard as an interim, and they still haven't named that he's going to be the head coach. Which is, which is odd. So we That's still don't know. So you're talking about a recruiting class. If they end up not hiring him, which would be very weird. Right. Yeah. It would be weird. Who's to say, like, all those guys that did come in? And they lost, like, four recruits yeah, in, like, a did, week. Right. So yeah. it's, it's a strange situation for Wisconsin. But – we're going to go to a break. We're going to come back, uh, get a little shorter segment before we hop into the are couple just, minutes of, of uh, On the Block before we say, send it out to Are we just going to roll right over? No, I think we're going we're gonna to do a we'll little. We'll have one segment of On the Block. Yeah, short, yeah, yeah, really we'll short segment minutes. here and then uh, one segment of On the Block. So Perfect. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens. But you guys are listening to the Happy Hour on 93.7 The Ticket. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller.